Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt Podcast. Hello friends. So what is it that drives young men and now women to join the toughest or to try to join the toughest infantry training in the world? What is the potential Royal Marines course like and how did I get on? Stay tuned. Friends, before we begin, quick favour to ask, right? I want you to live the life I have. All across these countries behind you, all seven continents, I want you to become an Antarctic explorer, a polar ice diver, a skydiver, a pilot. I want you to become a best-selling author or whatever your thing is, right? I want you to be able to deal with life's ups and downs, whether it be drug addiction, bereavement, depression, anxiety, and go like that and move on and frame everything in a positive way, right? Moreover, I just want you to smash life the way I have. But you know how YouTube works. If you don't subscribe, like, I can't help you, can I? So, right. That said, where was I? I was 18 years old sleeping in my car, been kicked out of home for the second time, right? So already a lot of uh, turbulent background you, you can see I went through, right? My friend, his dad was a the regiment, uh, the colour, uh, the company sergeant major of one of the companies in 4-2 Commando in the Falklands War, right? Very well respected man. His son was my best mate came to my house, said, I've just I've just joined the Royal Marines. I've been on something called the Potential Recruits Course. That's what they called it back then, right? Now they call it the Potential Royal Marines Course because they want you to think, well, if I get in training, I'm a Royal Marine. Why? Well, because they need people to go and fight their dodgy wars in Afghanistan, don't they, and, uh, in, it, and, and the Middle East, you know? But anyway... He came, I'm like, all right, PRC, what's what's this? I kind of had a, a rough notion. He said, you go to Limston, it's three days. So they put you like through all these these tough tests, right? And, uh, you know, at the end of it, we started off with, with 20 people and only four of us passed. He then went on to give me a rundown of his time there. And he said those uh, fateful words. And of course, you could never do it. Right. No one tells me what I can and can't do when I was 18 because I'd already been through enough, right? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I was out to prove myself to the world. So I went down the recruiting office, 
The guy said, hop up on the pull-up bar. I want... Yeah, no, he just said, hop up, do pull-ups, right? I want you to do pull-ups. So up I went. I think I did 29, right? He said, okay, get down, get down. I'm like, ah, oh, sh shit, I failed. Turns out, right, most blokes do like five or six. <laughs> so I was well above the, the, the grade there, right? And uh, got an invitation to go to Limston for my PRC or PRMC as it's called now. I think they give you a travel warrant or they pay your ticket or something. I, I can't remember. You turn up at the station and this will be the second time, the second momentous time you turn up at that station, right? The first time is the PRC. The second time is when you join training for real. And they've asked you to sort of dress smart. Nowadays, I think guy, all guys wear their suits, right? But back then we didn't we weren't like savvy like that. We I think I had a Leo Gamelli sort of you know shirt sweater on from Burton's and red 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 leather shoes from you know Italian shoes which were the fashion in my school back then or the school I left obviously. Anyway uh we got met by a special forces guy, right? SBS, Special Boat Service. It's this big, solid guy called um, Corporal Slater, right? Turns out this geezer um, like steals cars down in Plymouth, drives them to London for a night out, and then, you know, drives, drives, them, drives them back again, right? Uh, that's just a bit of an aside, but you can guess the Royal Marines is full of a few scallywags, right? But anyway, turns out he's injured from the Special Forces. So they've sent him to Limston to kind of sit his time out while he gets, while he recovers. And he marched us up to this, these old, uh, there weren't so much huts, but kind of like prefab buildings, you know. And we all had a room. My problem was, I had two perforated eardrums. My ears were just pouring pus and blood all day long. It came about, about from an ear infection that I had. Um, I caught an ear infection after I, I went swimming, right? And it spread from one ear to the other. And this is going to sound a bit insane, but in order to pass the, my PRC, because if you know me and you know about, about my history and my like my running the length of the country nonstop and my quadruple Ironman, you know, like I, I just don't give up on things. If I set out on something, I'm going to pass it. Right. So I had to have two drinking straws, which I fixed together. I had to put one end in my mouth and the other in my ear and suck all this crap out right i i didn't drink it i i just suck it and blow it down the sink and it it was awful and I had it coming out of both ears you got to bear in mind tomorrow i think it's tomorrow it might even been been on that day i've got to jump off a, a i think it's like a 7 meter high diving board right anyway we got our rooms in this hut 
the his corporal, he wasn't that bothered about he wasn't that bothered about life, let alone us, right? He's like, right, fellas, just you know, make your I'm conscious of swearing because YouTube flags you up for it, right? But anyway, he's like, make your fucking beds in the morning and fall in outside, right? So that first day, we got issued kit, all this odd matching khaki, like crap, <laughs> fatigues, you know, like battle fatigues, not combats or anything, just battle fatigues. And we got these boots, which were, you know, they weren't much better than like hobnail boots. And you just got what you were given. And if your size didn't quite fit, it wasn't it wasn't as if you could uh, really spend a lot of time swapping them back and forward to get the right size. Then that first day started off, we went to the we went for the swim, right? I'm a bad I was a bad swimmer then, as it is. And they're getting us to swim around the whole pool. We did that for about half an hour, say, right? I mean, it wasn't like you weren't going to drown or anything. Don't worry about that. As long as, you're, you're, as long as you could swim, let's say, 100 metres, you can get, you, 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 so four lengths of a 25-metre pool, right? You're going to pass that part of the course, right? Because you can always sort of touch the side when no one's looking or, or, you know, they just want to see that basic, you've got the basic knowledge to swim. Then we got out the pool and we did these kind of, I would say games, but nothing in the Marines is a, at that stage is a game, right? But it was like, you dive in and swim across, then your partner on the other side dives in and swims across. As soon as he gets out, you dive in, swim, then he, right, you get the picture. And this went on for quite a long time. And then they made us go up to the to the diving board and they gave everybody a position to fall off the diving board in, right? You've seen SES Who Dares Wins when they, they do that thing. That's what it's like, except it's like, right, you. They don't really know your names at that point, right? You shoot. What's your name? You know, potential recruit through. Right, potential recruit through. Fall backwards. That's it. You can't hesitate. You can't go, do I have to? It's you stand there and you just fall off backwards, right? It doesn't hurt. You might hit the water with a bit of a belly flop or something or a back flop or whatever, but you know, they're not they're not they're not they're obviously not gonna kill you, right? And the next guy, right, somersault, backwards somersault, next guy, forward somersault, next guy, belly flop, right? It's 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 not like a 10 meter board, but it's, it's high enough, right? After the swimming, you do the USMC gym tests. I've no doubt this may have all changed now, the terminology or whatever, but it's going to be basically the same. I think they do a lot of it on bleeps now, right? But that's your 50 push-ups. They're looking for you to do sort of over six pull-ups again, right? Uh, I did 19 on my PRC. Uh, I'm just so freaking great. Um, then you do the the, the sit-ups, right? And you, you're looking to do, in a minute, 
or is it a minute? I think it's, let's just say in a minute, you're looking to do again about 50, some, something like that, right? So one a second or it's, it's, it's roughly something like that. Uh, and then you do, you do, you, we went outside in the street and we did sprints. At this point, people were throwing up. You know, some of us had trained a bit. Some, some hadn't done any training. I wasn't fit. I'd run like around my local reservoir four miles about maybe five or six times. They're not really looking for that extreme fitness. They're just looking that you've got it up there, right? As I was about to find out. So that was an eye on these grid sprints. Then in the afternoon, it was something like we had to do a mile and a half run and you got about 10 and a half minutes to do it. It was, I don't think anyone failed it, right? Um, then across the second, I'm not going to try and get this in order because it was for me very many years ago, right? But across the next couple of days, you have an interview. I have mine with a Wren. It might have been a Wren officer. That's Women's Royal Navy, right? Because the Marines is part of the Navy. And what they're looking for you is just to have a bit of knowledge on what, you know, what the Marines are doing. So I'd read the Globe and Laurel, which is the Marines magazine, because my mate just pinged me like three of them. And I just made sure I knew where the Marines units were. So it was like 4-2 were in Northern Ireland. 40 Commando were currently in Belize. And 4-5 Commando were doing, let's say, Buckingham Palace duties or something, right? And if you just know something like that, that's that's really put you in good stead already, right? They'll say, what weapon do we use in the Marines? You know, um, or they'll say, what's an SLR? They won't say that these days, right? That was self-loading rifle, okay? A buddy of mine went on the course and he failed. And apparently they said to him, what's an S SLR? And he said, step left and right. <laughs> okay. That's not just why he failed, but you can see he wasn't cut out for this. Um, so had my interview. She asked me, you know, what, what weapon SA-80 it was back then. Um, you know, just a couple of just general knowledge questions about the Marines. And then, she, but when I, when I went into the office, she said, ah, your potential recruit through. And I thought, oh dear. I mean, on this sort of course, you don't want people, you know, knowing your name. She went, you're the guy that did 19 pull-ups in the gym, aren't you? <laughs> right? And I was I was like, oh, you've been talking about me. But for good reasons, you know, because uh, it was quite nice, right? Anyway, the we watched uh, we had a video session, they watched us we we watched some um videos and they kind of gave us a lecture on again, like on weapon systems and stuff like that, right? Then the, the colour sergeant who gave the presentation chatted afterwards. I remember our guy said, he said, do you remember the, the Iranian embassy siege, right? Supposed to be the SES, right? And we're all, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, that was the Royal Marines SBS, right? I don't know why he said that, because I don't think you'd get any body related to the forces that 
doesn't know that was the SES, right? But so that was that bit of kind of classroom work, so to speak. And then the two other uh, parts we had to go through was the assault course and the endurance course. And so let's just say the morning of the third day, you have, and by the way, you, you're the P, PRMC or the PRC. You, you're not expected to march because you're just going to look stupid, right? They just say, just just walk, fellas, just walk, right? And then they try and make you on time. They stress timekeeping, so you've always got to be five minutes early, right? So there was one situation we were wait, we were up to attention outside of the dining hall, which in the Navy is called the galley, right? And uh, this corporal, this big odd SBS corporal, said, right, fellas, uh, go and have your scran dinner. So be back here uh, half past, right? Well, nobody moved. And he just sort of looked at us and went, well, one of the potential recruits said, Corporal, it's 25 past now and a good Marine is always five minutes early. (laughs) So (laughs) he nailed it, right? The call went, oh, right, okay. All right, well, fuck all that. Just just go and have your food and get back here as quick as possible. (laughs) So that was that. And then... uh, we had the endurance course. So you get in the back of a four-ton lorry. You've got your crappy bloody boots on and your rubbishy stuff. And they actually put you through the whole endurance course. There's no, there's, there was no like, oh, you're just going to do one tunnel or, or the, the sheep dip or whatever. And so you've got the sheep dip. It's the two underwater tubes. You get down, your mate grabs you. He's got to shove you through. Your other mate, he pulls you out, right? You do all that. You go f- crawl through the tunnels. The only difference is you haven't got fighting order or a weapon, which obviously weigh a ton when, when it's all wet. So I'm running up this hill. And as you're going to find out, if you ever read the book I'm writing at the minute, which is about my John O'Groats run, that I was a rubbish runner, right? I only weighed like nine. I was nine and a half stone weakling basically you know I was good in the gym I was good getting up the ropes this kind of thing but when it came to running bah. plus I hadn't done much training right at this stage so I'm running up this hill and I'm starting to fall back and back and back from these guys from the other guys and uh, this corporal just drops back with me right and I think he's going to say right fella stop there you've done your best but Foxtrot Oscar, come back next year, right? Comes back, pats me on the back. It was good effort, mate. I'm like, well? He's like, look, we ain't looking for supermen in the Royal Marines. We're looking for guys like you, guys that don't give up. He said, come on, catch catch those blokes up. That was it. That sums up what the Royal Marines is, you know, the Royal Marines kind of ethos. It's it's it's, It's a lot of really nice blokes, to be honest. As I've said before, the job isn't the actual job of killing in war is a bit debatable, isn't it? But 
that was enough. I caught the blokes up and we started running back to camp. So it was a two and a half mile course, much of which is underground. Take care or of yourself. Some of it underwater or through water, right? And uh, I'm thinking, oh, I can't make four miles back to camp. I can't, but I wouldn't give up. Like I told you before, I never give up, right? So I'm running down this road and I just feel like I'm going to die. I'm thinking, oh, how much further? It's got to be like three more miles, three more miles, right? Got around the next bend and there was our transport. He was like, right, well done, men. Get yourself on board. Next thing, we went down to the bottom field, right? And on the bottom field, we had to go across the assault course. Again, something I'm really good at. I mean, some guys can't get over a six-foot wall. You just can't do it. They haven't got the strength in their arms. They lack the technique. They're not kind of like gym, natural gymnasts, right? But for those of us like me, bang, we're there, monkey bars, jumping over the tank trap. Uh, we They asked us to try a regain, right? That's where you go crawl along a rope, you fall off, and then you get back on. Except this was called a half regain. So you fall off. You're just holding on like that. And you've got to get back on. Well, I was so agile. I could just swing onto the rope like like that. And I could do that in full in training and full equipment, which uh, that that really did me well. Right. Um, so, yeah, assault course. Then they got these massive logs out. And I knew because my mate had told me they're looking for leadership. Right. So I'm sort of. Right, fellas, that's it. Good effort. You, you get on this part. And I'm I'm just bullshitting. I'm not really naturally that, you know, I certainly wasn't that sort of person back then, right? But I'm just saying what I know that they want to hear. And then we um we got taken to these, I think after we climbed up the 30-foot ropes, we got taken to this canyon. Uh and it was another rope stretching across this this kind of canyon. You know, the canyon's made of like um, scaffolding bars and and bricks and concrete. And there's you 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 commando crawl across this um, rope. Then then you grab the scramble net on the other side and climb down, right? And it's fairly high. It's uh, certainly like you wouldn't want to fall fall off it, right? So I get up there and my first go, I'm like, just whiz straight across it. And uh, then we had to do it again. So my second go, I'm just typical, like overconfident, too cocky. I went again. Whoa. Next thing you know, I'm hanging off it like that. And I'm thinking, ah, failed failed they're gonna send me home this is how you're made to think always in in all the way through training right i failed shit shit but i couldn't i couldn't fail right so the scramble net was about three say four meters that way so i just started swinging and i let myself go and i flew through the air like tarzan right hook my arm through this scramble net and then climb down. And uh, this huge black corporal, this SBS guy goes, 
You! Here! I'm terrified, right? My heart is like, oh my God, he's going to send me home. He's going to send me home. So you run up and you're like, try to put yourself to attention. <coughs> What's your name? Uh, potential recruit, thrill, corporal. Thrill, is your family the flying fucking Fandangos? <laughs> and he laughs, right? So, uh, yeah, that was it. That was all about it. Now, here's the thing. The last day, get up in the morning. Uh, it might have been the day we did the, the logs and the assault course. I can't remember. But you get called into this building. And the colour sergeant is in there who's in charge of the course. And he's got maybe a corporal with him or something, right? And you're lined up outside the door of the room. And we started off with 15 guys, right? One guy fell from the top of the ropes because he went unconscious. So he was hospitalised, right? He'd gone. One guy just put his hand up and went, this isn't for me. And he walked to the train station and went home, you know, got sent to the train station and went home. So there's what, 13 of us stood there he goes right and he called four names out and these four lads entered the room and of course you haven't had time to get to know people really after three days and who's good and who's not and and we stood there and I, I reckon we were all thinking the same thing oh no in fact we're I'm I'm thinking, oh, no, we failed and they've passed. Anyway, three minutes later, those four lads came out. They literally had obviously been told, don't say anything to the guys. And they didn't look at us and they went out the door. Then he's right. Okay. Calls like another four names, right? I'm like, ah, right. I've got it. Those first lads have passed. These lads are going to get what they call a six-month refer or referral. Like they go, they're invited to come back in six months and try again. And us lads that are left, so there's like five or six of us left, we failed. We're out of here and they don't want us to come back. My heart just, just dropped, really. And these four lads came out and they went off. The colour sergeant or his corporal put their head around the door, right? Fellas, in you come. We stood there, all in a line, at his, looking at his desk. And he said, right, pat yourselves on the back, men. You've all just become Royal Marines. Uh, to say that was the best feeling ever in my whole life, right? I'm not exaggerating when I say that was like worth 10 times more than getting my green berry. It was worth 30 times more than passing my driving test. It was worth 15 times more than getting my pilot's license. Um, it's, you know, I'm always tempted to say it was like better than when my son was born. 
that's no disrespect. I love my little boy. He's the best thing in the world to me, right? But you got to remember, I came from a underprivileged background, lots of ups and downs. You know, you can work that out for yourself, right? Kicked out of home twice. Two step parents, both of whom didn't really want me on the scene, you know, sleeping in my car. My family tell me you're a loser. You'll you'll never amount to anything. The Royal Marines they won't want you, right? This is this is what they told me, and I've just been told I'm now a Royal Marine. Okay, I'm not a commando yet, right? But it was just, it was amazing. It was amazing. I got on that train to go back to Plymouth. There were two other lads on it because we both lived down that end of the country, right? They came from Penzance. Interestingly enough. One of them was an uh, English athlete, you know, for the England team. Um, didn't, the physical side just did not bother him at all. I was broken. I mean, my limbs, my muscles, they were killing me as if I'd done a hundred mile bloody run or something, you know. But that train back to Plymouth, the best feeling in the world. I was so happy. I was just so so happy and just in case you're wondering I didn't have an you know I don't know how other people feel I, I should imagine there's some quite nervous people rock up there at Limson that was never in my mind right I never got nervousness until way later on in my life uh, basically after I probably sort of damaged a few brain cells through drugs right back then it was for me it was like oh, I'm here I'm here to pass that's it you know of course, I felt I was going to fail because that, that's how they make you feel. But I was never like nervous. It's just just didn't come into my head. Now I know there's just no point to be nervous. Right. But uh, yeah. So that's the uh, potential Royal Marines course. Any questions? Pop them in the comments. Ciao. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username Chris Thrall. Instagram Chris Thrall. Thank you.